0: March of 2021, over 170,000 illegal immigrants crossed the border.
1: Mexico has a tendency to eat and make people disappear, and people fostering, supporting, and you know cheering some of these groups as they go make their way up. You need to realize that there is a machine that's feeding off these people that is not related to any humanitarian yeah. crisis or issue. It's a machine that basically is rejoicing with the way the border is currently.
0: In 2020, the most dangerous city in the world was Los Cabos, Mexico.
1: You can line up all of the Marines on Camp Pendleton on that border. That's not going to be enough. You think something's coming sooner than later? I, I think there's going to be uh, an overt cartel action, state side, within you know, soon.
0: Ed, welcome back, dude. It's been like what six months? It's 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 been six months of you know
1: um midnight of the soul you know type uh, situation going on in the world but, but yeah it's been six months you know being back yeah, Real cool
0: well, it's good to have you back dude thank Real you for good
1: thank you for the invitation back man it was you're it was welcome a great time last time so me and
0: katie were talking right before you got here and we were just dude you're just cool to be around and we were we were saying you know <laughs> everybody should just be a little bit more like ed yeah. uh yeah, uh, the, the, it's,
1: uh, you know, I travel a lot and meet a lot of people. And specifically, I make connections with a lot of people out there sometimes. And it's, to me, it's always funny because it's not about meeting new people for me. It's about finding people, uh, you know, like, uh, you, I mean, you went through your, you know, yeah. like you know, your life uh life choices just like i did <laughs> yeah and and it's always interesting comparing notes and scars with people like you and not
0: specifically
1: uh, uh not specifically comparing but also just kind of sh- sharing some of the ways we kind of deal with some of that just you know, being
0: around like-minded people yeah. who can relate you yeah know. last last time you uh
1: inadvertently gave me some guidance <laughs> right, through I'll our conversations and uh you know i've been uh changing some life, some some of my uh, lifestyle choices because of because of some of those conversations and uh you
0: know doing pretty well that's awesome here dude so i'm happy to thank hear you that. again for yeah. that you're welcome but um so you've been hanging down on the border yeah and, um, and i wanted to get you here to talk about what the hell's going on down there with the border crisis and um So I did a little research before you got here, and then we'll dive in, because I know you're going to have an extremely unique perspective and firsthand knowledge of what's going on down there. So just to kind of get everybody up to speed on what's going on, you know, border crisis, U.S.-Mexico border has been in the news nonstop, uh, especially since January. Yeah. And um The New York Times reported on April 5th, March of 2021, over 170,000 illegal immigrants crossed the border. That's the largest single month in over a decade. The Biden administration opened its 10th border holding facility in his three months in office. This is from the New York Times they're allowed to hold people for roughly three days from what i understand or at least that's what the new york times is putting out abc 7 in san francisco put out on april 8th six hundred and sixty-three unaccompanied children cross the border in march alone that's five times more than march 2020. they're as young as three years old also if you go to joebiden.com he says per his website he was going to immediately end prolonged detention and reinvest in case management whatever that means and this is a quote biden will codify protections to safeguard children to make sure their treatment is consistent within their best interest now nbc is reporting that in texas at the holding facilities there is uh, child neglect child abuse and sexual abuse going on so that's not really working out is it um also the whitehouse.com says they provide temporary legal status to illegal immigrants that's 11 million illegal immigrants as of today and we have 10 million people unemployed in the United States. According to Ton Homan, the former ICE director, he put this out today on April 29th, the border patrol is using the term broken arrow. They cannot handle what's coming at them. And at least 40% of the border patrol is now tied up in these holding facilities with the 10 new, Holding facilities, which we weren't supposed to have anymore.
1: Also during a during an epidemic.
0: Yeah, during a pandemic.
1: A pandemic and a pandemic with now like four or five different strains coming in uh, from different parts of the world that uh, seem to behave differently. You know, and again, more more holding sites, more cages, as they would like to say back. uh, You know, a few months back that all of a sudden they don't want to say the cage thing. You know. interesting
0: it's It's funny how it changes so fast Um, but i wanted to so also as per abc7 san francisco the top three countries coming out uh coming across the borders number one mexico number two honduras and number three guatemala now in 2020 the most dangerous city in the world was Los Cabos, Mexico has the highest murder uh, rate per capita. Yep. yep. The highest murder rate countries is of this year in 2021. Number one is El Salvador. Number two, Honduras. And uh, number three, Venezuela. One, two, three, there all you go. Latin American countries. Yeah. Uh, according to ICE 2020, 374,000 conviction uh, criminal charges have happened uh just in 20 in 2020 that's 74,000 DUIs 67,000 drug arrests 1900 murders 1600 kidnappings 37,000 assaults and 10,000 sex crimes by the way ICE only has jurisdiction within 100 miles of the US, yeah, the US Mexican border. border yeah so that's that's just that small region, region yeah so <laughs> what the hell is going on down there Ed what else is happening uh first off a little bit of perspective and where I'm coming from um
1: I not only worked down there for 12 years uh working against uh, cartels and people smugglers and organized crime uh I also got to you know uh take down and uh you know, take apart certain organizations that were doing people trafficking across the border uh, during my time active. Um, So I bring that perspective with myself when I give my opinion on some of these things. Uh, I also was an instructor for a while down there and I have a lot of people that I trained that are currently active uh, in federal and state and municipal levels down there uh, within the police forces. And you witnessed uh, some of those uh, WhatsApp images and messages that I get every day, and I show you some of those. So I'm, you know, I, 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 keep, I keep myself informed on, on some of these things. Not only that, but I'm an immigrant myself, mm-hmm. a legal immigrant to this country. I came here with nothing, went through the process. It was a nightmare of a process, but somehow, some way, and just by doing things correctly, I made it. Um, that and also Tijuana, one of the focal points of some of these migrant caravans uh, 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 is my hometown, right? So that's my perspective on some of these issues. That's, that's, that's where I come from when I look at it. Uh, I was in Tijuana when the first car- migrant caravan showed up during the Trump administration. Uh, I was there when they rushed the border, when they utilized uh, some of the kids that were with them as a sort of shield by running towards the border with the with the kids in their arms Um, i got to see hondurans taunt local uh, law enforcement and locals in tijuana that they were going to be taking over the area they're going to turn tijuana into honduras and then a lot of them were abducted by the cartels and never seen again because you know tijuana has an immune system um I got to see all that phenomenon back then and also got to see what the, you know, restrictive border policies did for immigration and specifically for trafficking, illegal immigration. It went down in a lot of places. Specifically, uh, unaccompanied kids, that specific phenomenon was, you know, it wasn't really a thing, trends went down. Uh, All of a sudden, you know, uh, elections went how they went. And it was like a beacon that got sounded. Um, things were that things that had traditionally been, you know, understood about putting a caravan through the country all the way to the border. You know how it wasn't fruitful for a lot of the caravan members. So a lot of them basically just went back. They gave up. Uh, now there's a new administration and a lot of them are coming up with the idea that is being told to them by organizers that now is a time to get in yeah the doors are open now is the time to get in now is a moment where amnesty is going to be uh, given to them and now is the time to to send their kids if they can't make the trip themselves now is the time to send themselves to cross themselves um, so you see the migrant caravan members arriving in places like tijuana with biden flags Yep. By buying T-shirts, um, documentation in different uh, in, in, in their native languages that t- tells them what to say to local author- what to say to the immigration authorities when they meet them, um, wrist straps to denote kids, women, uh, minors, uh, people that have paid in full for their you know the coyote the smuggler to to toss them over and people that still owe. No, it's a, a whole. System cropped up overnight. As soon as the administration took power, as soon as they basically said, "Now, I think the the
0: immigration policy is going to be more lax." So they had they had already they're, they're ready. They already had this planned out before the, the, the election even happened. They were ready for business to reopen, basically. Because I remember uh, right after the election, uh, the news was covering um, thousands of people uh gathering yep. right across the border just waiting for yeah. the yeah. official announcement
1: yeah and as, and as soon as they got it you know it's not just that they were ready to make the trip but the business side of it is already set up on the border if you want to make it across that border you need to pay a toll to a coyote and those coyotes are usually run mostly specific, exclusively run by some of the ma- some of the biggest cartel organizations in mexico
0: well I mean, with 170,000 people coming over in you know, last month alone in March, that's depending on how, depending on who
1: they are and who, how much you're charging. I don't know; it could be five thousand dollars per head. Yeah. If you can't pay now, you can pay later. And where's I mean, this money
0: going? Cartels. The cartels.
1: Uh, cartels. Some of the biggest money makers, as far as the border for cartels, are trafficking in people and trafficking in in uh, narcotics. You know, those are the two major things. So when the announcement came, the elections went like they went, the dinner bell was, was rang for them, right? Like this is the time. And people have to realize that a lot of those miners that are making their way up, you know, are unaccompanied and are being physically tossed over the border. If people want to doubt doubt this, they can see I've, I posted a video, night a vision video of them basically tossing some of these minors over the border. Not just that, but some of these kids are actually being put on buses and or bus to the border from the southern border, and some of them aren't making it out there. You know, there's it's hard to file a missing uh, persons report when you're not a national uh, a Mexican national when you're crossing your way through the country. Yeah, you know, a lot of people go missing in in that area. You know uh women get looked at specifically you know women get reutilized in other you know mean sex trafficking is common and right now it's a booming business why there's a lot of fresh bodies why everybody's under the impression that there's a permissive environment as far as crossing the border and getting amnesty right now where they get that impression um it's up for debate but what I'm seeing is everybody coming in is surprised by the fact that they're not just being let in really. Yeah, they're like, oh, I thought we we're just going to just go inside so go in. And the documentation they, that they some of them have is related to what they have to say, what are the legal rights are, you know, uh, you know, how to how to how to ask for amnesty, all, all these things. And it seems like they're just coached, basically. Like Mm -hmm. somebody is something is somebody or a group is coaching them down there
0: as they make their way up. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's very concerning, but I think uh, a lot of people are extremely concerned. And yeah, that, you know, 170,000 people crossed the border last month illegally, and that's, you know, that's an issue in itself. But, you know, just like anybody, people don't let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, no, no. uh what are it, the cartels doing and who are they smuggling I mean, in? so how many people made it across the border a hundred and, and over one hundred and seventy thousand people okay. last march march of 2020 30,000. okay it some of them some 30. of them probably had
1: backpacks on
0: and what was in that backpack
1: who knows yeah right so um it's not just fostering illegal immigration it's also fostering narcotics coming into the country and not just any narcotics probably some fentanyl lace stuff you know mm-hmm. they're not it's not there's not weed bundles that, that have in those backpacks so that is paired with the crisis that's going on the border i mean it's a golden hour imagine your border protection agency on your southern border is tied up guarding detention centers if i'm a transnational cartel re- dedicated to moving drugs across the border this is this is golden this is a golden hour it's a golden hour for me uh i'm making money not just off the people crossing the border and i basically p- give it, paying them a toll and actually selling some of them into slavery in just labor in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way if you can't pay for your crossing you'll pay for your crossing through work in the states or your family will pay a type of ransom for you when you cross and if you can't then you know or if you're pretty you know he'll use you for something else yeah uh people have to realize that it's not just a humanitarian crisis on that border with people coming through there's also a piece of people going missing down there as they try to make their way through their story doesn't start at the border yeah the story starts all the way down there as they make their way up here and People vilifying border patrol, people vilifying uh, homeland, people vilifying law enforcement on this side at that border. It's interesting how the conversation never gets such up on uh, the criminal organization. They're actually making a killing financially on putting people across that border, bussing people, moving people through Mexico up to, the, up to the border wall and taxing them for protection, selling them their... You know a lot of these these uh, these uh these irregular encampments are just rife with drug use as well mm-hmm. um there was a there was a migrant caravan encampment on the first caravan that came in that set up next to a school in tijuana they had to close the school because of all the needles they were finding in the soccer fields no shit and i'm not saying all all of these people have that issue Mm -hmm. but some of these places that are being set up irregularly are a center for people to it's not it's not a healthy place for people to be in right i know they're fleeing i know they're moving from a place to to, to looking for a better life but uh i know the the amount of risk that it that 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 they put their kids through going through that whole process and how many of them go missing without anybody knowing about it it's not like it's not like there's a list of them from their point of destination that gets verified when they get through yeah uh, Mexico's a black hole people go
0: missing do you, do you have any idea of how many not just children but women you know I've, I've I've
1: heard I've heard th- this is again there's no official documentation P- people are literally swimming across the, the the river jumping the border and just making groups on the Mexican side and just making forcing their way up or getting busted up or us- utilizing some of the train networks or just walking right um you hear rumors and stories about you know a group of uh, 70 kids that turned into a group of 40 before Damn. they made to the border or, or a group of uh kids that had an intermix of women uh, of uh, females and males in the group of minors and all the females went missing right and these are all you know stories that they say things that show up on social media you know things that are shared by like rumors on facebook but then you go and see the camps directly and then you kind of hear the stories about some of the people that are there that are staying there and you hear some of this these hey where's this you know these people just i think they probably went across or i mean because they're not here and they left their stuff they probably yeah. saw an opportunity and went across or they're just
0: gone so there's there's they don't have any idea where the hell they are they there's, don't know there's, if no, there's no
1: accountability it's a group of people regularly moving through a country trying to get into another so, if you're a predator that's a prime hunting ground for that you know that type of stuff
0: is this word getting back to the people that are going to come that are going to come across next month they're, they're or are they just willing to take the risk or i mean they they consider the places
1: where they're at so dangerous that they're willing to make that risk for themselves and their kids because a lot of them are coming with minors now
0: that also creates a hell of a lot of opportunity you know it's um
1: it's disheartening and weird to see Americans coming down and supporting some of these some of these some of these encampments with the best of intentions. You know, again, I'm an I'm an immigrant to this country. I came here with nothing, and through uh, through hard work and just starting, just just going forward, I I figured my way into into having a little bit of something, right? uh Americans are going down there giving them clothing food uh all of the tents that they have set up are all donations by Americans um there's uh they're they're donating uh you know drugs uh food like things for them that then gets that that then oh thank you and a lot of them get sold in some of the open air markets down there as well so they can make it a little money you know yeah. that's how they support themselves but realistically a lot of it gets turned into things that are taxed for them right and also some of these uh, some of these encampments are taxed just to be there by the people that own that property what i mean by own i mean there are parts of that border that are owned by interest mm-hmm. if i'm a cartel member and i spend my time trying to figure out ways of pulling putting drugs across that border into california one of the biggest drug markets on the planet it's not in my best interest to see a caravan there right unless i'm using it as a distraction so i can pass something somewhere else mm-hmm. opportunities everywhere
0: earlier right before we came up here um we're you know where i was asking about you know some of the opportunities that have been created for the cartels and uh for other you know organizations and criminals and and right off the bat you had brought up that they are marking these people with i don't think they even know they're being marked with the bracelets and i I want you to go into you know the opportunity that they saw with the with the people that are trying to get across the border and what they're doing to them how they're marking them there's
1: there's several crossing points across uh, across the border and you know again you made a major as a country you made a major investment in that border wall and that's that's a great investment I guess for people but for some people that are very about the wall and build the wall it's a fence it's not a wall (laughs) but I know the purpose of it was designed for for it to slow down immigration uh the problem is that you uh, in one in one in one form you build up the wall but in another form you basically tied the hands of the people that manned that wall through yeah. border protection right so again it's prime time for these people yeah you have you know the the you have the, the 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 coop is unguarded it's right? the now or never it's the now or never attitude and in some parts of that border when people show up to get across they have to go through a kai or a, per, a people smuggler and that people smuggler will get let's see a group of them and they will charge them a percentage of what what they need to get across if they don't have it they'll get bans on their hands this guy paid in full this guy still owes this is a minor. he's this is going to be they're going to pay us for him when he gets across um he's interesting mm-hmm let's put another band on her like they mean something and it's interesting to see that a lot of the minors that show up on the border are usually you know they're usually of a certain age and males you don't see a lot of teenage women across the border that get caught in some of these dragnets. I, I I want Americans to when they watch the news to see that and, and figure out why that is is it because women don't make the trip? There's a lot of older women that do make the trip. What's going on with some of the younger women? Why why don't you see a lot of them in 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 these groups? Um Mexico has a tendency to eat and make people disappear. And people fostering, supporting, and you know, cheering some of these groups as they go make their way up, you need to realize that there is a machine that's feeding off these people that is not related to any humanitarian crisis issue. it's a machine that basically is rejoicing with the way the border is currently you know
0: for those uh that are listening that aren't reading between the lines here they're being sold into the sex trade some of them are being sold
1: into a sex trade uh some of them are being sold into local mexican sex markets They're, they're because that's there's a lot of them out there as well Um, Also, one thing that people need to realize, the cartels don't stop at the border. Uh, They have networks stateside that are ready to receive labor force people that they can rent out. They have set uh, set it up here so they can receive women that they can then utilize for whatever activity they need to. Um, They're working on this side as well. So the border, border doesn't mean a lot to them you know as far as the business goes
0: do you think that they're? do you think they see a golden opportunity as well as we're going to beef up our presence in the United States
1: uh they, they would co- during COVID they a very specific cartel did that um during the COVID epidemic the new generation cartel is the one that grew up exponentially during the whole crisis down there and the reason it did is because they had control over the ports on the Pacific side of the ocean hmm. basically uninterrupted supply chain to somewhere across the ocean yeah um that specific cartel grew in power and influence during that time and there was a operation stateside that caught a bunch of them um like 80 of them um 80 of them 80 people 80 members of that cartel operating stateside uh but it's it's clear as day to anybody that works in some of the places where they operate that they're here and they have been here for 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 wow you know it's not a it's not fighting back the, the cartels down there it's they're they're transnational they're here already they're set up they're, the the network that they're setting up are here meanwhile stateside there's a corrosion of confidence in the police there's canceled the police there's a good, uh, crisis uh, there's a looming crisis an economic crisis that's going to turn into a really weird opiate that's going to even ramp up the opiate epidemic they're probably living through in this country and again it's golden hour
0: yeah it's a
1: golden hour of opportunity for a very specific type of people that are they're just poised and they're doing it right now you know uh, the caravan is feeding that machine and people that think they're doing something humanitarian by supporting these groups coming up and uh, really need to kind of visit down there if they can you know do a walkthrough. I've walked through those camps myself there's pictures of me in those camps
0: yeah um can now, you just go down there and you can
1: you can just you can just uh just walk right be, in be very sure that if you take a dollar out and give it to somebody you're going to be swarmed okay oh, yeah <laughs> also interesting and since centra- i walked into one of the camps one of the camps actually set up in a in a, a at a federal space a federal mexican federal property space uh right before you go into the pedestrian crosswalk into san Isidro, and i was kicked out of there by them really yeah that was like hey you can't be here like I can't be here why yeah you, know, you can't be here like it's it's for the safety of the children you can't be here oh. like this is uh you're camped out in the middle in this middle of this uh this this open public space that was you know you know this is like uh, this is this is this is not acceptable for people to take over a public space like this and locals. Uh, in Tijuana are currently being affected, not just by the, the ravages of the, of the economy that the, the epidemic has, has caused. Now, some of these caravans are pressuring local government and US government by doing blockades on the border crossing, affecting the lives and economic well-being of thousands of residents on both sides of the border fence that have absolutely no, you know, they're not, they have no fault in the, in this in this situation, right? So people are getting agitated, you know, violence against and uh, negative feelings towards some of these caravan and members and immigrants is rising, you know, and you, you start to see, you know, just like last time, you know, last time this happened, the locals started getting really aggressive and they activated the local immune system, which is some of these cartel organizations that that, that have control over the area. And you start to, you're you starting to see some, some, some push and pull when it comes to that in that area. Um, it's a crisis of, yeah. I mean, I don't think people understand. They, they, a lot of Americans believe that that crisis is the children suddenly appearing on that border wall and being unaccompanied. They don't realize that that kid had to go through the whole country, sometimes a few countries to get there and what they saw and what they survived to get to that point
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is unimaginable to most americans and also who didn't make it yeah there's no where are those numbers mexico can't keep track of its own dead much and own dead and own missing much less people coming on without any documentation from the outside from further south from further south and going into some of these uh, trafficking routes all the way up to the border which are notorious for people just go missing you know so again it's like people really need to kind of see what they're supporting when it comes to some of these things
0: so all these all these uh unaccompanied children are being sent to the border and this is I mean this is being reported so I would assume that the parents know you know what's happening Why? i'm just curious and i'm sure there's a legitimate reason um but why aren't the parents accompanying their kids to the border and just going across with them because some i mean three years old a lot of them are
1: sending their kids in front of them so when they grow up and if, if they get some sort of immigration status they, they they can then do chain migration and pull their families over It's actually an ingenious tactic if you think about it and depending on the public sentiment and who's in office some of these kids will get protective status and when they come of age chain migration
0: Hmm.
1: and who gave them the protective status
0: so it's actually it's actually a selfish act
1: i mean if you if if you if you think about it you know how these things usually work Mm -hmm. Um, I send over, uh, my kid who's 12 or 13. He gets protective status. He as a minor has a better chance at getting protective status than most adults that are fleeing, uh, violence in their native countries. He gets protective status and if he gets through, he eventually, he can then solicit the US government to do some, uh, figure out migration for his parents
0: so they're using their child as an investment to chain migration, for that investment it's, it's to called chain migration cashing in. it's chain migration classic uh, case of chain migration which is
1: again they Latin America isn't the only one doing chain migration in this country uh but the way they're doing it is it's, it's, uh, it's risky for the people that are doing it and it's feeding an industry that then pumps in a bunch of uh, fentanyl lace heroin into this country as well which is to be alarming to to the u.s uh, it, 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 it it's it's one head of a multi-headed hydra that's down there that's down there growing and it's up here growing as well you know
0: so in and damn so the reaction to this mass migration is they are feeding which nobody could have, I guess, I mean, well, yeah, you could have predicted this, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. they're feeding the sex trade. They're feeding the drug trade.
1: They're they're, and... feeding, they're feeding the sex trade. They're feeding the drug trade. They're using them as drug mules. Golden hour again, because of the border patrol is tied up with people. They're not going to be noticing drones flying across that border fence. They're not going to be noticing things going underneath it because I mean, there's a bunch there of drug any. tunnels still act, active down out there. So again, it's golden hour. It's like, right this is this is what's going on right now no. And there's like there's a, there's a chance there's a chance right now there's a chance right and it's because of the politics you know that's everybody down there is aware that the politics are in favor of things going the way out. they are right now yeah everybody up here is surprised by the fact that things are going the way they are from down there up here so again it's 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 weird for me since i'm a son of a border son, and I can see things from both sides. It's strange to me how the Americans America's perception starts right when the kid shows up on the border, but he doesn't realize that all the stuff that happens before he gets to that border, and all the money that gets paid into who it gets paid, and who's making money off those kids showing up, and and why are those kids showing up? You know, and uh, what's the end game? with all this stuff I don't know um I just know it's it's putting in danger a lot of people on both sides of the border a lot of people that we will never even know about have gone already have gone missing right a lot of people are going to end up in that desert um a lot of people are going to get just get, get get end up eaten or consumed by the industry whatever industry that may be drug industry sex industry whatever industry that may be um and again people need to look deep and hard about what they're supporting and and I get the whole being humanitarian God, I do a lot of charity work on the border when, when I when I can uh when I was on one, uh, when I went through a walkthrough in one of these uh, board, uh these uh encampments I met a lady who was from Michoacan uh she was fleeing cartel violence in Michoacan she had two minors with her like like babies and she was living in a tent and they were eating a roasted chicken that they were trying to make last and it's it was pretty past it's you know they were trying I uh I feel for them you know I gave them some money you know on the download so I wouldn't get swarmed um I heard their story and I I I I, I feel for them you know but uh what they're fleeing from is terrorism right I I think we can safely assume that cartel organizations in Mexico are a terrorist organization even though the U.S. doesn't want to recognize them as such for myriad of reasons a lot of them including not wanting to give amnesty to fleeing mexicans uh because they are legitimately fleeing from a terrorist organization which would make them you know viable candidates for things like uh you know asylum you know so you want to you, you see these uh you see these groups trying to you know these these groups causing a disruptive change and people being displaced by them moving out um you know, what's this what's the solution there you know build yeah. a fence um <clears throat> put more people on the border you can line up all of the marines on camp pendleton on that border and you did it for a while during during the trump administration
0: that's not going to be enough well you know when you're talking about you know they're running from terrorism running from terrorism because the cartels were able to somehow overrun the government, overrun the police, overrun the military. And you know, what's interesting here in the U S is, uh, we're defunding the police. Yeah. And so when you see 170,000 people come across, I mean, you said they were catching, uh, just a minute ago, 80 people, 80 cartel members at a time crossing. Now we have, and last year that was 30,000 30, people, you know, in March. Now there's 170,000 people coming across one year later in one month. They know that we're defunding police in all these cities. Golden so hour. if I was a cartel, a, a head of one of the cartels, I would be infiltrating those cities that have been defunded to overrun the entire city and run everything and we've already seen this happen with the mobs you know uh money
1: money was moved around guns were moved around drugs were moved around during upheavals across this country related to police brutality mm-hmm. that's that's a spoken secret in some of these places and i've been through some of these places like portland you know uh, uh atlanta when some of these things were happening and of course like if you know, when the when the cat's away, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You're you're not only sending the cat away, you're killing it up here. Yeah. Uh, uh, things that the U.S. needs to recognize right the fuck now, if if they can. Mexico is a failed state. There's no argument about it. The government doesn't have control over large portions of its border and even whole states. There's places where they can't fly over because they'll get knocked down by, you know, cartel artillery, right? Damn. Uh, see, the the Kul Deacanasa, what happened in Ciena where the army was defeated, again, if, 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 if that is not a sign of a failed state, you know, I don't know what is. And I was a part of that system, and I can tell you, if I was a betting man, I would not bet on any single government institution down there to make things right, right? Yeah. So that would that leads me into asking the, the American people and you know people with politicians up here. So if you can't bet on the government to make things stable down there, what snacks? The cartels? Yeah. Bet, bet bet on one of the cartels. Um, interesting theory somebody said once. If the U.S. really wants to protect its southern border. It's not going to ask for help for the for the mexican government think about that right who would you ask for help if you were the u.s if you wanted to keep that border secure i would ask our military i mean that's that's who you would you would ask on the mexican side you probably have to ask the cartels because those are guys that are in control yeah so you just think about that specific thing as an american the denial and or inability to accept that there's a failed state right next to us my home i can say that it's a failed state because it can't guarantee basic human rights it's a failed state because it has political killings across its across the country it has uh journalists killed there was a recently a pretty well-known journalist that was killed down there um uh, covering cartel issues and that's like that's every month yeah um shootouts in the middle of the street you know safe cities turning into the most dangerous cities on the planet uh, from one year to another uh murder rates being the highest they've been ever in the history of ever in Mexico Um, mass body graves discovered constantly out there not being able to keep adequate numbers of how many people are dead because they can't find the bodies uh, n- more than 90% of murders never being
0: solved in Mexico. Do you think these cartels are specifically beefing up numbers in cities like Portland, Seattle?
1: They're, 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 they're here.
0: They're, 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 they're set up. They're,
1: they're yeah. in the legal industry and the legal industry. They're transnational, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere from Northern Africa to Europe to like there's been cases of some senior you know, Long cartel members uh, arrested in places as far off as Australia and yeah. uh and the Philippines
0: so I um, guess what I'm uh I guess what I'm getting at is are they are they specifically targeting those cities because they're weak yes, and they've not the, they it, it's, it's ownership
1: it's ownership it's ownership uh, so the way they operate in places like I don't know Chicago Seattle stuff like that they run they run they run the product in and locals distribute for them you know they utilize motorcycle gangs as well uh, across the country so they they just they just put the product and distribute now I think when the what when the change is going to come that's going to be hard to kind of swallow here in the states is when a rival comes in and wants to move uh, another cartel out of out of its place right yeah And we're seeing the birth of a giant militarized cartel in Mexico called the New Generation Cartel that is about to take over most of Mexico. They're fighting for control in Mexico with Sinaloa. The next fight for control with Sinaloa is gonna be stateside. It's already happening in small pockets here in the States. An overt cartel presence in the States is like i'm talking about an armed convoy of people doing something in some capacity that's going to be spectacular i think that is really close in front of us i'm talking about something that will change the way law enforcement and just the general public thinks about cartel presence in the united states hmm. la shooting type change you yeah. know bank rob la bank robbery shooting type you change. think that's going to happen soon sooner than later i think that's going to happen sooner than later I think you're, we, we're seeing two ginormous criminal enterprises growing up in Mexico right now that are being fostered by current border issues, by porous borders created by the current border crisis, uh, by an inept government in Mexico, federal government in Mexico, and just an inept government at, like across the board in Mexico right now. It's a failed state. The United States refusing to recognize that uh, and still pumping in money. Uh, Another thing Americans need to realize, the U.S. has been outsourcing not only its border protection policies to Mexico, but its drug fighting policies to Mexico. Um, All of this, uh, the U.S., through its tax dollars, pays for guns, equipment, wages, training to cops and military personnel in Mexico.
0: Which are owned by the cartels.
1: And also, if you're not auditing that money, I mean, if you were investing in that outsourcing and the money's still going down there, Mm -hmm. the border crisis is worse. So why are you outsourcing border protection to Mexico when it's actually worse now? And we just passed the most lethal year to be a Mexican in the history of ever. And you're still sending money down there to pay for it. they're not demanding any results you know audit uh again if people want to make a change you know people want to do something where's that money going who's getting paid why is there no accountability with that money going down south right like I was paid with some of that money I received training in Coronado like I I remember uh, being part of a program of cops uh, of that went to coronado and we were trained in you know uh, uh, anti-terrorism uh, 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 executive protection medical like a lot of things that, like we were pretty that was an investment in us we felt amazing about it went down there did the work um some of some of the people that i worked with went crooked you know some of them didn't you know i got out um but it was always amazing to me that w- there was never any kind of follow-up follow-up or follow-through as far as accountability to to like so okay thank you we trained you to go go out there and do whatever you need to do you know i think that is at the core of a lot of the issues that are going on currently down south that the u.s is not holding accountable people down there for some of the you know, issues that are plaguing it yeah. you know um you have a global enemy right now, a rival with China. China is visibly and clearly in Mexico. And yeah. and that is, again, a big elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about as well. Well,
0: nobody wants to talk about China. China just bought several thousand acres and and Texas put a wind, uh, whatever, a wind facility into for electricity. And so this Chinese green power plant that they put in is powering the biggest military base in texas uh you
1: can't make this shit up can 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 both of us agree that smuggling massive amounts of meth precursors and fentanyl out of china would be nearly impossible if we were a criminal enterprise based in china yeah (coughs) can we agree upon that yeah we're talking about a country that is basically big brother come to life there's no way things are smuggled out of that country without the chinese state knowing so once you we agree to that we then have to agree that fentanyl output uh didn't diminish it increased during the covid epidemic into mexico and the reason why that is is because that's being pumped into low-grade heroin that's then being supplied to the u.s now is that a form of chemical warfare? I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I'm stretching it, you know, if I say that. But is it killing Americans stateside?
0: I mean, I think they're definitely in it for the long play. And there's one thing we've learned about China. They're <laughs> extremely patient.
1: And also, the NBA can't talk
0: bad about them. Is
1: this America? Like, wh- where am I, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't say anything bad about it, you know? but but on the other hand you know they're doing it in that re- i again it's it's surreal disheartening and you know, people are like hey what do you talk about are you worried about talking some of these things like i'm like i came up here to seek out that american dream which i know is real like i've been i've been seeing elements of it you know and i'm worried about it. i'm worried about the future you know what future am i going to create for myself and my family up here you know um when we talk about things to worry about in the future those things have happened to me in my country mm-hmm. so when i'm when i'm when i'm up here saying some of these things it's not me you know it's, it's me warning it's, it's me warning you about things that i've seen happen already yeah and i see elements of it happening up here it was a there wasn't a, a time long ago when people would laugh at police corruption they would laugh at police brutality. They would laugh at Mexico's inability to police a, a region or a zone. American law enforcement would laugh at that. We're not laughing anymore. And how there's there was there's there were legit parts of this country that had no police force to respond to a an emergency. Right? And we had autonomous zones to set up and governments that permitted that. Um i think as a country you're not you shouldn't laugh at that anymore you should kind of you know this, this this is this is uh you know uh, this, uh I quoted out i quote alan watts a lot you know I like listening to alan watts a pretty interesting character you know a bit of a hippie and whatever backstory he has you know kind of weird uh but he um he, he in one of his lectures he talks about how the hindus would always kind of divide things into fours like every cycle was four parts the first part was always a beautiful part you know lasted a long time everything was great everything was good everything was bountiful and I think that probably ended in the 80s here in the States if I'm kind of like uh, like just being an outsider I think the 80s was the last of that then after that comes a a, a period of a weird it's good but it's inst- unstable you know uh, think of the uh, snake in the uh, in the garden of Eden you know uncertainty then there's a time in our history where things are evenly matched between good and evil you know think of a chair with one without one leg it's unstable he can sit on it still but it's wobbly yeah I think that's where we are and what comes after is I'm not going to disagree with you um politics aside you know uh, us versus them left versus right I'm an immigrant to this country I am a permanent resident I can't vote here yet I'm looking to I'm seeking out my full citizenship like I I, like I legit I'm working towards it when I say I'm working towards it um I work with charity Uh, I I have a charity myself working with people uh, on the southern border and also I I, I run charities working with people in the veteran community up here as well even though I wasn't part of the military up here I have a debt that I need to pay with some of the members of uh, the community up here so I do that I try and figure out ways of making my community better by reaching out to people that are struggling with things like depression and shit like it's an amazing place to be. and the things that are leaving us or that are going away, one of the, some of the main reasons why I came up here, like personal freedoms, like personal responsibilities, not just freedoms, because every freedom comes with a responsibility. and I, I, I'm very invested in those responsibilities up here. It's disheartening to, 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 to me to see communities just giving some of that some of those, those freedoms away and some of those responsibilities, you know, but the government sorted out you know but uh you know you know why do you need guns the police will come yeah um you know uh, this whole push current push for gun control and having uh, conversations with people about gun control like in my my perspective on it wait till somebody rolls up to your house and asks for your prettiest daughter so they can take it to a party and then tell me that you would want to be the one without a gun in that conversation yeah you know it's again my world has ended several times over so when i come here with warnings of the apocalypse you know i know what i'm talking about
0: yeah well i think a lot of people know that you know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) but what what is your charity doing down there uh there's a in tijuana you said yeah we started a charity
1: on on the southern side of it uh i've been i've been i've been gathering funds for the uh for, 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 for uh, people stateside for a while, the veteran community people. Uh, but now uh, kind of going back, uh, I revisited some of the people that I used to work with that stayed in, that stayed clean, that stayed on the straight and the, and the narrow, uh, people are still in the fight, you know. Um, I had a moment recently uh, where I, I had a need, you know, and some of them came and helped me out with a project that I was working on and they kind of re put me back in touch with some of the people that were that are still in and some of the families that were left behind by some of the agents that were killed down there um insurance policies and protection for families of fallen uh, agents and military members down there is almost non-existent
0: how long have you been uh is this a new venture that you're
1: on or? we've been uh, we've been working on it for the past three months Uh, It's a a cause is called Niños Perdidos, the Lost Boys, uh, specifically related to under-equipped, under-trained people that are still in it, uh, that have a background verification that we run, uh, that they run people through that so we know they're on the straight and narrow. Uh, So we support them with training and equipment if we can. And specifically donations in the form of financial donations and and, uh, for some of the kids that some of these agents left behind uh, after they you know passed yeah. away to do to work with uh, situations including in these kids is a young girl that uh, lost the use of one of her hands after both her father who was an agent that I had worked for the same office that I work with and her mom were killed uh, outside of their house killed by uh two young men wielding FN five sevens that were part of the Fast and Furious uh, fiasco um and they're forgotten you know yeah and so we're trying to shed some light on some of these kids and also shed some attention uh uh when it comes to supporting some of these uh some of these forgotten kids that are out there you know like uh it's hard to move forward forward when you when you have some of that stuff behind you so yeah I've been slowly kind of making my way back to them
0: well that's fucking solid are you ready to receive donations? Or are you still uh, we,
1: or? we're setting it up so there's complete transparency, so people can actually see where those donations go. And we're setting up a website for it now. Uh, we're already working with a, uh, with a, with the a association attached to that that, that works down south. Uh, but we're going to have some uh, some updates pretty soon when we go live with it and so that people can see where their money goes. Uh, they can attach uh, uh, a face to who, who they're who they're who they're going to help and stuff like that we're, we're, we're trying to have a have that out for you for people that want to help out
0: that's awesome we'll be helping out that
1: will be amazing thank
0: you <clears throat> yeah I hope you guys are enjoying the show I think this is a pretty good one hit pause Go over to VigilanceElite.com, pick yourself up one of these sweet shirts. And if you're lucky, maybe these hats will be in stock too. So talking with you earlier, you had mentioned that your old boss, or is, was he your commander? He was. It was one of one of my you know directors that they, that I used to
1: work under. Is uh, now a he's fugitive. He's a fugitive of the of justice right now in Mexico. In Mexico, uh, this is a man that was decorated with honors by the DEA, the FBI. A man that has been consistently named as one of the actually the people that actually made a difference in Mexico was, when it comes to fighting. Uh, uh, finding some of these cartels, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lezoula is his name. If people want to find out more about him, there's a documentary on uh, on him, I think, uh, out there. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lezoula was instrumental in basically bringing back Tijuana from the brink. And when I mean from the brink, I mean Tijuana was going to be a uh, a Vietnam type era space, you know uh, that's what it was going to turn into if uh, somebody like him didn't come into the picture and actually change the way we would fight cartels down there the reason why Liz was so successful is that he didn't treat the cartels as a criminal problem he didn't uh, focus on it as a problem that was going to be solved with regular traditional policing tactics he treated it as an insurgency and I think that's what most people, again, struggle with on that side of the border, on this side of the border. They want to fight it as a policing problem when it really is an insurgency on several fronts against the government that is not in control. Yeah. Um, he was very instrumental in, in bringing Tijuana from the most dangerous city uh, on the planet, you know, from the number one spot to taking it out of the list altogether. Um, he also worked in Juarez as a police chief and did the same. The murder rates just dropped dramatically. He's being accused of being a torturer of men. He's being accused of being uh, a human rights violator and a few other things. Um, I know this man, You know, not only known I worked with him and uh, invited him into my home. Uh, he is a man of honor like nobody else that I've met before he is a hard man <laughs> and he is a hard enemy if that is what you choose him to be um, the last attempt at his life because he had several assassination attempts on his life including a fake military convoy doing a roadblock on him <laughs> uh, and some, uh, a cartel group trying to poison his uh, favorite juice drink The last one took the use of his legs. They shot him in the back uh, in in the last attempt they they, they had on his life. And when he lost his legs, he said, well, I guess I'll go into politics. And he's been running for the office of mayor for two or three times in the last few years. And he's been consistently being blocked. Of Tijuana? He wants to be a mayor of Tijuana. And the powers that be in Mexico, again, Mexico's a failed state. The yeah. current political uh, climate in Mexico is very to the left. You know, there's an open Ch- uh, uh, Chavista supporter in the presidency in Mexico right now in the form of Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador. It's a leftist federal government right now. And people like Leiza who represent the other side of the political spectrum in Mexico, which is, you know, a, a political a, a to the right, conservative political spectrum. Um, that will create or transform a place that they would govern just like Tijuana. The then they're pulling out all the stops against people like that. You know, you
0: know I'm just curious. Does it, does the government even matter anymore or down there or is it just an extension of the cartel? It matters where it, you know, it matters where it has control
1: and that is getting smaller and smaller every day. Um, also, A lot of these criminal organizations uh, down there not only own infrastructure in some places uh, they are involved in legitimate businesses that intertwine with political uh, politicians uh, legitimate businesses so they have they're intertwined they're in control Um, you know the u.s just let go of a a high-ranking general who was clearly recorded and 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 seen associating with a major cartel in, in mexico and favoring them through his tenure as the head of uh, our equivalent of a secretary of defense and you arrested him in the united states in an unprecedented move that the u.s have never done you let him go to face justice in mexico and when he got down there what do you think the federal government did with him escorted home nothing he was nothing he was escorted home now that is the government that you as American taxpayers myself included because I also pay taxes up here now we're paying that government to solve shit down there for us we're paying them to fortify their border wall on the south side of the border wall we're paying for instruction for their for we're paying for we're paying and training some of the military down there you know, and again, what results are we getting as a country? Yeah. Uh, again, if people want to know what to do, like what can Joe, uh, regular Joe Blow, or whatever you want to call him out there, do? Um, accountability. If you have a representative, accountability for what your tax dollars are doing down there. We have been paying for that drug war for how long? and it's getting worse not better. Yeah. So what's wrong with that relationship? And we've been supporting the government down there and the government has consistently proven to be on the take and part of the problem. So I'm I'm not I'm not telling you what the solution is, but I think part of the solution is um, to for Americans to start demanding accountability for what that money that they're sending down south is paying for and the zero results we're getting back from
0: it yeah i mean, uh, I think it's just people have it so good here you know out of sight out of mind they don't want to think about it it's not actually happening you know i mean look, look at the average american what do they do they wake up they go to work they get paid they buy a bunch of shit. you know hang out with the family they don't see any traumatic anything and that's the way it's supposed to be that's good yeah we put a lot of work into that yeah you know protecting that Um, and and it's 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 so good that i
1: travel to, uh, to a different state every every weekend like i think i've seen more parts of this country than most americans i guess uh and i see things going away in some parts of it yeah i got to i got to visit the u.s when i was in the 80s and the 90s it's not the same u.s that i visited in the 80s and the 90s no and that's my perspective the perspective from the outside now i'm inside and i can see things crumbling away in certain parts of you know just what i would perceive to be important you know um I don't think people know what it is, uh, to live in a place where, you know, you would rather call the cartel than the cops to sort something out. Right? Uh I think we'll yeah, you know, I think in some parts of this country you'll you'll probably get to a point like that.
0: We, I think that's coming very soon.
1: And again, people doubted that. You know, people doubted cartel presence here. There was a Case of a teacher that decided to rip off a cartel house, a money house, in the states, and they, you know, the cartels went after him. You know, overtly went after a teacher, and it made it the news. And you know, they were overtly killing people in the states. Yeah. Uh, I worked on a case years back where the cartels were dressed like ICE agents, abduct uh, Mexican nationals that were hiding in San Diego, and drag them back to Mexico. Now, if if an Islamic state actor did the same thing, you would have drones flying over that mm-hmm. border. <clears throat> Again, it's a dirty word. You can't call them terrorists.
0: Yeah. Well, this is also partially the you know the press's fault too, because they're not covering that kind of shit. But you know, you think something's coming sooner than later. I, I think there's going to be uh, an overt cartel action stateside
1: within you know soon that's going to show americans in a very shocking way how deeply ingrained they're already uh, that they, they already are here and it's probably going to be directly related to a, a growing rivalry and push for control by a major cartel coming out of mexico called the new generation cartel and then fighting for interest here stateside with the sinaloa cartel
0: do you um, have any idea what kind of where where that would happen
1: uh, you know you could see where drugs run up into stateside so that could happen in LA it could happen in Dallas it could happen in Chicago you know it could happen in a lot of places on its way up it could happen in Oklahoma which is a nodule for drug and other things that are trafficked both up and down into Mexico so So the way this, the the way it usually happens, and this is, you know, just people to kind of keep an eye out for some of these things. Uh, The way corrosion worked in Mexico is this. Cartels started getting involved in legal operations and legal money, intermingling with members of industry and members of well-off families. It started recruiting and it started recruiting and bringing in some of the sons and kids of these industries to kind of basically meld themselves into the legal side of the money in some environments. Then they started putting people in through police academies at a young age and paying for people that are already on the, on the force to basically start developing interest within police forces. Um, then they started investing in the career path of lawyers. Doctors, people that would have an immigration process on side. So now they had distribution people catching them on the other side of the border, that had a vested interest in keeping because they paid for my immigration process. So now I need to work with these people. So they start building a, 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 a they start spreading out an influence in the, in the region, right? And eventually, you know, they gain control over politics as well. You'll start seeing some of their, their tendrils go into politics as well. Hmm and you'll see a corrosion and usually that corrosion leads into a distrust or dis discon- or a distrust or a corrosion of confidence in police forces guess where we are here in the yeah, state i was just going to say that i was
0: going to say i lived through that down there and i know where it leads i thought we were ending this but that's exactly where i was headed to is you know you're talking about them infiltrating the police force we are ripping the police lower force standards
1: down. lower standards uh, ter- underfunding lower standards for training uh neuter your police force yeah and that is exactly what happened in Mexico and that is what's happening up here different reasons you know related to cameras being out and 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 stupid people doing stupid things with a badge at, at, at some at sometimes and yep. also People doing legit, justified things and stupid people giving their opinions on that justified action. Both of those things lead to corrosion and confidence. And the only people winning are are not going to be, you know, the victims of these crimes or the police. You know, it's going to be the people that benefit from the fact that these people don't, the police are not going to have any confidence with the local populace. Yeah.
0: Or that they're going away or that they're not going to be called they're they're they have defunded them they're dismantling the police departments in in certain cities crime is up cartels see an opening they're eventually going to have to rebuild that force yeah because it's so out of control and that's when the cartels can slide in there and insert you know ask, their ask, members into that police force as it's being rebuilt because of the lower standards because they have to lower the standards to beef up the department to what it
1: ask ask around right now to all the people you know young guys who wants to be a cop right now
0: nobody they're they're leaving
1: so and ask a lot of the young people uh, who who of them watch narcos mexico yeah who wow. of them knows who, who, who Chapo is or, you know, Escobar was, you know, if I did a show like that, glorifying, sexifying and making uh, Osama Bin Laden kind of sexy and kind of mysterious mm. like that and glorifying some of this shit, would I get into trouble if, if I was Netflix? Probably, yeah. right? Um, there are things that are there, there are things out there culturally that are being, you know, you see some of these things and are like, wow, you know that's acceptable but this isn't acceptable over here Yep. um the corrosion and confident confidence in the police forces is, is something that I've already seen and I know where it leads underfunded lower standards uh make it undesirable to be a police officer and wait for that place to go to hell that's all I'm gonna say
0: that's all that needs to be said it makes perfect sense but I think we'll we'll end it there but cool. um man, Ed, thank you for the insight and um if you could please send us any footage that you have I would love to put that in this video yeah and, I'll, um, I'll
1: I'll send you some of the material that I have and uh if people want to be aware of what's going on down there uh there's a news for uh, there's a news source that I that we worked uh, closely with called demo Lair on instagram if people want to follow that constantly getting censored Mm -hmm. constantly getting some of the stuff that we post up uh, as far as news and just reporting on the border issues Um, i'd like to make a petition and a plea to people out there if i can if you will allow me to
0: absolutely we'll link Um, it we'll link it below in the description social media censoring shit
1: our reaction as citizens shouldn't be leaving social media it should be fucking forcing our ways on it and figuring out ways around some of the restrictions yeah that is what a true patriot would do don't go off it figure a way onto it and figuring around it that's what I've been trying to do with my my with my platforms and I would ask people out there to to be of like-minded and support those actions Uh, there's a lot of people out there providing amazing information there's a lot of people out there trying to set up their own information independent information uh um uh centers or or, uh, spaces um I'm of the mindset that you know some of these social media giants and spaces that's where people congregate that's what people see and moving off it is admitting defeat you know yeah and I'm not there And hopefully people out there will join me in not being there, just figuring out a way to make it work and figuring it out. Um, Don't back down. That's what I want to say, if I can. Uh, If people want to learn more uh, about my work, you know, can EdsManifesto.com and follow me on the the social media as I'm around.
0: You just started TikTok. How's that working out for you?
1: We'll see. (laughs) People are doubting it. You know yeah yeah uh, again i like I, I like i like the challenge yeah i like the i like the, the challenge of making a format work as an education tool as an information tool and you know i'm known for my humor as well you know yeah. because it can't all be you know santa Muertas and knives and has to you know, every now and then there has to be a chihuahua dancing around or something you know yeah you yeah, never lose an opportunity to make somebody smile
0: well we'll link all those uh we'll link all your social media we'll link everything uh in the description and uh man i just i just want to say your work is phenomenal
1: thank you thank you
0: i love what you're doing and uh and as always i hope to see you again and and uh you know best luck in all your endeavors
1: we'll see you out there i'll see you out there man. all right Celebrate the Black Friday sales event at Woodhouse Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Blair. Step into a new Jeep that you can count on. From the awarded new Grand Cherokee to the capable 2022 Jeep Compass, the Jeep lineup won't compromise on power, technology, or comfort, delivering confidence and convenience for 29 years. Woodhouse Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Blair is your trusted auto partner. Visit us off Highway 30 in Blair or online at
0: woodhousechryslerjeepdodge.com. Today's show is sponsored by HelixSleep.com. Sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical. Especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to HelixSleep.com and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched with the Midnight Luxe. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match based on your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your front door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress you'll be hooked. It's so easy to unbox and you won't believe how well you sleep. You'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed. Helix mattresses are fiberglass free and cradle your body for essential support in every sleeping position. They have a 10-year warranty and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com SRS. That's helixsleep.com SRS. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.